This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of a law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a veritable spooktacular episode of the Elseworld Exchange. <laughs> I am Scary Sal, and I'm joined by Jumpin' Joel. I don't I- know. It's every year I see everyone change their Twitters around to oh. be Halloween themed, and I always think about doing it, and then I never do it. No, and I'm never going to. Uh, no. It's just not going to happen. But I thought, wouldn't it be fun to do like a kind of 31 days of Halloween, but for the Elseworlds Exchange? So every week, we're going to do another Halloween themed episode that is tailored to some aspect of geek culture or comics or something nice. that you'll enjoy. As you can see, I've dolled up the set a little bit, made it a little more spooky and so forth. So uh, yeah, just settle in for a regular episode that is kind of themed and the cover has a jack-o'-lantern on it. Like that's going to yeah. be the only difference. Between everything. But uh, yeah, so today we're going to talk about spooky superheroes. These are superheroes that are scary. Uh, not the villains. It's easy to do the villains, you know, like, oh, yeah. the Joker, he's scary, he's a clown, what else? But And we'll probably do that for the next week. But like, for the now... The Goblin is a goblin. Right, goblins. Uh, I guess really it should be like like Halloween, like supervillains that would get away with being out on Halloween or something, I don't know. But, true. I uh, mean, they all basically wear Halloween costumes. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But I mean, like, the you know, Green Goblin, he's got a purse or, like, you know, a candy bag and all kinds of other people, you know. Like, uh, Carnage is scary. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we're going to talk about spooky superheroes. These are characters that are supposed to do good who are also terrifying and yes. probably would do more harm than good if they ever actually got out into the open. So, it's uh, perfectly timed, too, not just because of Halloween, but also Justice League Dark is beginning its big crossover, The Witching Hour, this week as well, which is all horror-themed. That's true. Uh, if I had had my druthers, I would have encouraged Tiffany to be on this episode because she, uh, of course, has a big affinity for horror and horror characters. But uh, I think since we're just talking about superheroes, it's okay to miss her out on this one, but we'll be sure to have her on for the next one. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we, we each have our own little like list of characters. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of crossover because there, oh, isn't, yeah. there aren't too, too many horror-themed or scary, like genuinely frightening superheroes. But I will say there are more than a few. And I, when I yeah. started, I was like, I don't know, this one. you know. And then I was like, oh, crap, I have 11. Like, who'd have thought that? Um, before we jump into our list, I will uh, address the Super Chat because we will be doing this. Every two or three superheroes we'll mention, we'll jump into the Super Chats. But Mr. Giggles saying the dynamic duo was returned. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Aww. Giggles. And uh, Cam saying Penance was sort of scary. Anybody remember him? I found him hilarious and I made fun <laughs> of him mercilessly. Actually, uh, just as a quick tangent about Penance, I remember when we did, I think episode three or four or whatever of Back Issues is, is Civil War. And we were like... And I'm like, Penance is so stupid. He's so melodramatic and so lame. Every so he has he has a spike for every soul that was killed in this in the massacre. They all go inward. He can only feel pain to use his powers. He's like, don't call me Bobby anymore. I'm Penance. And he's and like that that suiting up scene where he's alone in a garage, like in a, in a in an alley with this like old, with this lowly old like Jewish like poor man who's just trying to make costumes. He's like, what are you doing? 
it, it you was, can pretty much hear the Lincoln Park on the air. Right. Oh. It's just so silly and dumb. And I was like, this guy is trying too hard. And it's so dumb. And then I remember like somebody like jumping into the like we had very few comments back then. And I remember like someone jumping in and just being like, you know, I was a soldier and I, I believe that like penance is a real like uh, he's like my avatar. I've been oh, through boy. hell and back. And, and I'm like. Oh crap! I didn't realize penance was so serious. I'll all right. I'll dial back my penance hate because I've been laughing at penance since two thousand six. But I'm not uh, going to judge you, but maybe pick a better avatar. Exactly. You know, maybe, a char- maybe a character had some legs and wasn't forgotten about and abandoned. Yeah, but then, uh, like history caught up with me, and everyone makes fun of penance. True. Like, no one took him seriously. He was an outlier. That was not like the voice for a voiceless amount of like throngs of, of Penance fans. He was an outlier. He had no idea what he was talking about. Penance sucks. And I'll stand by it until the day I die. <laughs> or at the very least until the day I wear a costume that stabs me so that I can truly feel again. But uh, yeah, so that was my little side about, uh, about, about Penance. <laughs> But uh, I don't think Penance is scary. I think he's a dumbass. So no. <laughs> let's not talk about Penance. Unless it's on, the, on your list, in which case, please jump in. No, no, no. I, I didn't put Penance on but, the list. Yeah, so scary superheroes. Uh, what, do you, what do you got, man? What, what, who's, your, mean, who's your go-to? Your first one, you're like, oh, dude. Hmm. Well, I mean, uh, it's, he's the guy you picked for the cover of this one, and it's hard not to deny Ghost Rider yeah. is scary. His whole thing is that he literally scares the crap out of you and makes you relive all your sins with the penance stare. Right? Literally scares you to death. That's his, <laughs> that's his shtick, is frightening people until they die. Mm-hmm. And for Halloween, he is a spooky, spooky skeleton. Yeah, no, he he's his visage is all over uh, everyone's doorsteps and, 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 you know, Halloween bags and whatnot, at least once a year, everyone wants to be Ghost Rider. It's uh, true. Yeah. Uh, he's, he actually, he, he skirts that line of being awesome and badass, but also spooky and scary. He mm-hmm. is a literal Ghost Rider. He's, yeah. he's, depending on which version you pick, he's a demon. Uh, yeah. You know, he, so it's not just like, cause it's funny, 364 days out of the year, the dude is just a cool tattoo. Yep. But once a year. He gets to be like the Halloween avatar, and he really man, does. If only he could get like some kind. If only they could theme him in some way, you know, like maybe change his head to a pumpkin or something. <laughs> well, then he's just jack o' lantern. Oh yeah, but jack o' lantern sucks because jack o' lantern. All uh, of the jack o' lanterns suck. There's like five. There's like five. I remember like when jack o' lantern came on the scene, I was like, "Are you trying to recreate what the magic of hobgoblin?" Because Boy, are they? Who's the jack o' lantern? Jack o' lantern is just a wannabe goblin who, instead of using a goblin glider, has a goblin glider-esque version of... Okay, we're going far. We're reaching deep. Uh, when I was a kid, there were these, like... If you, if you were too chicken shit and afraid to use a pogo stick, there was this thing. It was yes. a bouncy ball that had a plastic ring around it. To try and protect you, yes, I to remember To protect these. you, and also you didn't get very... You didn't get mad air in any way. I don't remember mm. what it was called. I'm sure the chat will help me out if they were to look up like nostalgia and not pogo stick. But this thing is exactly what the what what Jack o' Lantern bounced around on. I remember he I was, act- I was supposed to be a spinning top, but you might be right. He literally bounced. Like I remember him like bouncing off of rooftops and whatnot, and I was like, is this just that thing that my sister has? Like <laughs> Hey, everyone, uh, I'm Jason McIndale. I'll be a hobgoblin at some point. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll graduate from. Well, you see, that's the thing. When you when you when you go to goblin school, you start out as a jack-o'-lantern and mm-hmm. you can only go up to goblin from there. Yes. Unless you're gray goblin, in which case nothing can save you. You're totally. We, we don't talk about you anymore. No, no. Uh, did one more day retcon you? 
who's to say? As I recall, they didn't. I think somebody referenced him after that, and it was like, what are you doing? That was a perfect opportunity. Uh, making a deal with the devil to trade your old wife, your old mom, your, your, your mom allegory character's uh, life for your marriage will not only allow people to not remember who you are anymore, but you'll also get your uh, your web shooters back, and like mm. random characters that died will come back to life, and oh yeah, also uh, your ex-girlfriend didn't sleep with Norman Osborn. Like that's, it doesn't yeah. matter at that point. You might as well just make it all work. To bring it back to the devil there, that's another thing about Ghost Rider that I think makes him a horror character. So many of his stories are benched in the occult and demonology and totally. everything like that. Oh, and every character surrounding him. I mean, like, Ghost Rider carries with him a burden of spooky characters that are kind of spooky, I guess. I mean, like, the the Midnight Suns derived from Ghost Rider and his popularity. Morbius the Living Vampire, who... I consider more of an anti-hero and like yeah. and like moonlighting as a as a superhero, but he's more like a villain that just like for the in the '90s everyone was an anti-hero, so there was nothing mm-hmm. we could do with him. Um, Absolutely, I mean, heck, you could do a whole thing just there on the Marvel monsters. You mentioned Morbius, then you got your werewolf by nights and everything, your Frankencastles. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, yes, Frankencastle is a great Halloween book if you ever want to read that. It's got horror, it's got the Punisher, it has monsters. Yeah, there's a creature from the Black Lagoon type character, but yeah, werewolf by night, straight up werewolf. It's a werewolf. Yep. Uh, Amazed they can't do more with him, especially when werewolves were so popular there, when Twilight was in vogue and all these other uh, new horror series were in vogue that they were never like, hey, let's dust off Werewolf by Night and give him a new thing. No, it's true. Uh, Do you consider Doctor Strange, as part of the Midnight Suns, to be kind of like a spooky superhero? Some stories definitely are, especially like during those last couple runs where they went all like cosmic horror and everything. That's true. I think if you were not in the occult... He would definitely be be spooky and creepy. Mm. I think like Spider Man, whenever he shows up at his house, is always like this place is weird. Like, yeah, every, like everything's like you got books with mouths. You have living ghosts running around. You're dealing in magic and the occult. You probably have a couple of beakers and Bunsen burners full of like souls or eyes of Newt and whatnot. Mm. This is a layman talking. This Tiffany is would not. probably slap me if she were like, he's not like a he's he's not like a carnival barking like side street <sighs> magician, but like he's not a conjurer of cheap tricks. It's true, uh, but uh, but I will say like to the, to a layman like myself, like to the Punisher, to Spider Man, like I, I think he seems kind of spooky. Yeah, I think that's Doctor Strange definitely a spooky superhero. He lives um, in that rent-controlled house that, you know, is probably great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, like, you know every real estate agent is just champing at the bit oh, to yeah. wait for him. Like, every every superhero fight, like, is Doctor Strange in the fight? Will he die? Where's where's that story? The crooked real estate agents were like, yes, Doctor Strange, I want your house. It's I mean, wasn't that basically just the end of Secret Empire? Yeah, I guess so. That was the... I skipped that one, but yeah, it basically came down to we want your house. But I'm talking like, I want your house so I can turn it into condos. Yeah, exactly. I want I want your house. Ha- oh my God. Wouldn't it be funny? That's like a, that's a great arc. It's just Doctor Strange gets his house taken out from under him. They convert it into condos. Like they just mm. straight up turn it into condos and they're all haunted. Of course. They Why wouldn't steam, they? Because they just steamroll the whole thing. And Strange is then asked, like, they ask him, they like, hat in hand, like, 
look, Steve, I know we like really screwed you over, but like we have a real problem here. Every people we got possessions and demons and like the walls in in, in this particular apartment were bleeding. <laughs> Every condo is the Amityville horror up in there. Can you do something? Yeah, exactly. And then Strange is like, all right. And then he cons the Connors and like he saves it, but he also like converts it into back into the into the house. So you you know you you upset the apple cart, but it's Marvel, so you can't do it too bad. He gets the house back at the end of the arc. You know something like that. that. That sounds like a very Constantine thing to do is what that is. Oh, but you signed on the dotted line, so I get my house back. Exactly. Like, yeah, Doctor Strange is like, now that you've told, took, taken my house, like, I have to pay for rent, and I have to, like, I have to, I'm basically like a Ghostbuster now, and you're going to have to, like, pay through the ass. Like, and so, you know, oh. he, yeah. And so he that, signs up a contract. That'd be amazing. That, oh, he gets, like, pitch too. he gets, like, uh, Johnny Blaze and, like, Matt Murdock, because like, Johnny, like, you know, to help him draft the contract, because, like, you know, Johnny Blaze is probably an expert at contract law by now. Uh, <laughs> but also, so. you know, Matt Murdock's like, oh, this is positively Machiavellian. I love it. I'm totally on board. <laughs> it's great, too, because, hey, I'm the devil, too. I'm not a literal devil. Oh, my God. I'm yes. Devil. The devil drafts the contract. Oh, my God. Anyway. Just sign on the dotted line. Ooh, and his shadow is being cast in the background, but it's like Daredevil's shadow, so it's got little horns. Exactly. Oh, my God. No, that's that's too good. Uh, we own that's that. That's story. Yeah, um, original idea, do not steal. Yeah, it's going to be stolen, and it'll be written by some shitty writer. Like, Dennis uh, Hopeless will come back for for a tie-in arc, and he'll be like, I did it! Uh, but yeah, so um, you mentioned Constantine. Spooky superhero in a big, bad way. He's not even really a superhero, but he's spooky as hell. No, him. he's very spooky. Every, everything that happens to him is spooky. His life is a haunting every day of the week. Yeah, it's true. Um, and I don't know if I count these characters, but, like, the Endless are spooky. Like, yeah, like Mor- Morpheus and Death are spooky and weird. They're very inhuman, aren't they? They're very otherworldly. Yes, yes. Well, that's the whole point of their characters. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah. I don't really consider Constantine really a superhero, but he he rides that line. Yeah, uh, Constantine, I think, always implies that thing, too, where it's like, oh, you know, the gra- the greatest monster is man, and the greatest horror is just living. I've got lung cancer. You want to know what's really scary? <laughs> Dying unloved and having screwed over all your friends. I'm like, yeah, your your horror is both literal and existential. Yeah, it's true. Uh, who else do we have on our list of, of horror superheroes? Uh, one guy who came back just recently, and I think it's probably the scariest redesign he ever got, Boston Brand, the dead man. Hey, dead man. Yeah, definitely. He's a literal ghost. Yeah, yeah. a ghost who fights crime and can only do so by possessing people. Yeah, that's horrifying. Uh, particularly the, the most recent Batman Damned version mm. where, like, his his hood is muscles and everything. Like, it's yeah. his costume is, like, part of him. And, it's a good uh, look. That, desi- that decision to make him... Like when he when he invades people's bodies, it makes them like wretch and horrible. Like they feel like they're dying. Yeah, because he's pretty gross in real life too. Yeah, no, I think that's that's dope. Yeah, good call, Dead Man. Good deep dive. Uh, Plus, he's got some nice occult stuff too, with you know, like Nanda Parbat. No one dies in Nanda Parbat. That's some cool shit. Oh, totally. Um, I mean, I I guess we're because we 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 I don't want to go too too far into the indie scene, but uh, Hellboy. Got to mention Hellboy. He's got a new movie coming out. We saw that new image just recently. Yeah, uh, look, basically the son of the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he's a big demon man who does good, but he's horrifying. And, of course, he works in the occult. And so, like, he's always surrounded by the supernatural and the horror anyway. Um, it'd be weird if Hellboy was, like, 
punching Dr. Octopus or something. Yeah, Hellboy 2 I always enjoy because it always kind of dips its foot in, especially that uh, last movie they did, Golden Army. It always dips a toe into horror comedy and horror absurdity, which I've always been a huge fan of. Yeah, 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 it's true. No, uh, Mignola really, really likes that that wheelhouse. That definitely speaks to his strengths, I think. Like Amazing um, Screw-On Head Man and really all the other characters that Hellboy has spawned because it's not just him, it's Abe Sapien, it's Lobster Johnson, it's oh, the absolutely. whole thing. Yeah, no, his whole horde are part of the like uh, would 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 fall under this category though the further in we get into hellboy's like inner circle the less superheroic we get <laughs> very much so you get like brainwashed nazi angels you get like weird sadomasochist soldiers and everything like that right like is abe sapien a superhero like just because he's a fish man i don't think so <laughs> Um, jumping into the super chat before we transition to the next one, Comic Goblin. Good morning from Japan, fellas. Beating, uh, oh, being shit. up at the time for this show, being up at the time for the show makes night shift a lot easier. Uh, honestly, I find Doctor Manhattan cool and horrifying. He really is. Yeah, he should be. Like, because Doctor Manhattan is a allegory for like the nuclear fear for like that prop, like the, the, the for the Cold mm. War mentality. So like Most you definitely. should that feel that looming feeling of like un, of discomfort and, and and horror is is not only like justified, but it's also like something that your parents might have felt. Yes, like, he's he's also unto a god and completely neurotic, which is also <laughs> horrifying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that God has this many issues. Someone with that much power shouldn't have that many issues. No. Yeah, exactly. Like, man, God should be nothing like man, or he would be a psycho. <laughs> yeah, which Manhattan kind of is. He's just like, fuck you, I'm going to Mars. Yeah. Jack Ingram, within the last week, I have binge-read all three volumes of Duggan's Guardians of the Galaxy, Infinity Countdown, and tie nice. and Infinity Wars. What books have you binged to get caught up with a story you wanted to read? Um, I guess 52, uh... You know, oh, uh, yeah. uh, Secret Wars, the the new one. Yep, there's a good one. I got uh, was I got all of Shattered Grid Power Rangers. I still need to finish. I read halfway, then stopped, and I got to start from the beginning again to remember everything that's happening. Totally. I also I also got a great deal on the last couple Aquaman trades that I wanted to familiarize myself with because uh, the new Kelly Sue DeConnick stuff is starting soon. Even though I'm sure it won't reference any of that, nope. I'm just I'm. <laughs> Again, she's doing a complete fresh start, but I'm a weird completionist, and I like to know these things. Yeah, exactly. Um, when one more question here. Uh, read Nest times four. Uh, hey, Sal and Joel, kind of a deep poll, but how about trauma from the Avengers Initiative? Literally turns into your worst nightmare. Man, I, I, I don't even remember that. trauma. I forgot about Terrence. Poor Terrence, man. I loved the initiative. I thought it was such a great idea to move the. It was propelling the Marvel universe forward, literally embodying the concept uh, that Stanley had set in place of Excelsior, onward and upward. Make some new characters. Give us characters. I mean, like I loved Cloud Nine and like Hardball and those characters, and I liked the idea of trauma. Though I don't think we really explored him too deeply, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I'd count him because it's like he dabbles in nightmares. That's his wheelhouse. But uh, I, I think that like I find Moon Knight more terrifying than trauma. Uh, 
Moon Knight is interesting too because Moon Knight, especially in the last little bit where they have moved him from less of a vigilante direction to more of a horror direction, he is the subgenre of the psychological horror. He's like Shutter Island and shit all exactly. the time. Exactly. No, I mean, like, well, it's funny because even if you go back to the Charlie Houston run, which is one of my favorites, and we covered it on back issues and everything, which is why it's fresh in my mind, but like, he's a scary dude. Yes. He's out of his mind. He's hyper violent. He mm-hmm. dresses like the avatar of a god of the moon which probably doesn't even exist and like and he just and he has all these like horrible weaponry and he's got an inner circle of friends who are all happy and eager to lie for him and he's just it's it's, mm. it's really and his 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 greatest nemesis bushman is a horror character in and of himself I yes mean, like, very much so that and of course like the moon and like you know it's it's iconography with horror and uh and death and, and, death and fear and stuff like that plus the fact that like Dude was inexorably tied to people like Jack Hart and all these other characters who, like, are horror-themed. Moon Knight is always part of that. Even the Warren Ellis run did mm-hmm. some kind of, like, really cool with Mr. Knight made him, like, dark and scary. Yes. I'm always going back to that dream episode where, you, where like, there's that dead person in the floorboards. Friggin' unbelievable. But also Brilliant. definitely and demonstrably horror-themed. Oh, yeah. Uh, who else you got? Uh, here, let me look at the list here. Uh, hey, here's a more obscure one uh, that I don't think ever gets mentioned enough, and I always think he's a character I wish Marvel would do more with. Uh, Damien Hellstrom, the son of Satan. Right? Literal son of Satan, Hellstrom. It's funny. Hellstrom, I, I have a very passing familiarity with him. Uh, I remember him. I hated his design. I'm like, shirtless underwear model with a pentagram on his chest. <laughs> Pass. Like, I, I'm all about, like, the look. If, if that costume doesn't, like, grab me, like, that's probably why I always reference Sleepwalker whenever I can, because I'm right. like, he just looks so cool, I don't care if I've never read more than three issues in, a cons- in, in succession, because it's so boring. But, like, Hellstrom, for me, he looks annoying, and he's so, it, like... It's- his design's gotten better. It's but his 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 narrative like his his voice oh, is all, all, all over, over the place. Damn. No, no one knows how to write him. Is he a hero? Is he a villain? Is he both? He goes back and forth so many times. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no. I mean, like, look at uh, what was it uh, when Bendis re- wrote him? Whenever Bendis would refer to him or have him show up, he was always like this like obstinate, snarky douche. Yep. And I know that that's like Bendis, and it's like, oh, that's you mean which character you're referring to? Har har har. But like at the same time, like. That's the, the that's the Avengers reading crowd's familiarity with Hellstrom, probably. Yep. And that's not enough. Also, w- so his name is Damon Hellstrom. Yep. But we call him Hellstorm. Yep. Unless we call him Hellstrom sometimes. Yep. Which we have. Mm-hmm. He's a mess. <laughs> you sure. It's the fact that no one's really cared to really take this character and be like, this, this is my project for this year. I'm going to make this character relevant. Yeah. That, that would be a great idea. And I think... It would have been great to do it on the cusp of a Halloween season. Would have been nice. Now's the time for a miniseries. Totally. Uh, but good call on, on on Hellstrom. Who else you got? Uh, who else do I got here? Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Oh, I mean, you know, get, keeping it in the hellish space as we are. Etrigan the demon. Gone, gone, the flesh of man. Unleash the demon Etrigan. Hey, a literal demon. Arthurian lore. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess he's a good guy. <laughs> I mean, Jason Blood is a good guy. Etrigan, eh, depends what day you catch him on. It's true. Uh, well, I, I, I'm not even saying like he's a bad guy because he's a demon. It's more like I've never actually seen him do anything heroic. No, it's true. Um, but it's, but yeah, he's definitely a horror-themed character. I mean, like, 
yellow, big yellow scary demon in booties. Well, how could Plus you not gets- be horrified by him? Plus, you get some body horror with him, too, usually in the transformation when uh, blood twists and, you know, moves around and everything and the demon literally pops out of his body. Yeah, you can really like I'm surprised that I haven't seen because I've seen him transform quite a bit. I don't get to see too much like American Werewolf in London kind of like Mm. body horror transformation effects like really go for broke. You're an artist. You want to draw this stuff. You learned anatomy unless you're Rob Liefeld, but like get into there, like make him like break bones in order to form into it. I guess the idea is he's not really transforming into him as much as he's like swapping Swapping places like, like Shazam because Hey, wouldn't that be a fun new 52 way to deal with Shazam is like Billy Batson, like gross. (laughs) Like he just, he asked a four or uh, what's it called? Or Shazam like blasts out of him in some way, like really just horror it up. Um, Although that kind of turns it into uh the now past uh, Norm Brayfogle's Prime character. Who was, oh, is that what Prime was about? Oh my god. Prime was, yeah, Prime was a weird thing. Where a little boy becomes a big hulking Superman, but like mm. he has to blast out of Prime, like he has to climb out of the like body of Prime every time. Yeah. Uh, sometimes a girl is Prime too, it's weird. It's less, the less said about Prime the better. The more, <laughs> it's more just an opportunity for me to say that like Norm Brayfogle was a great artist and I miss him terribly. Uh, Why was he ever? So, um, yeah, jumping back into the Super Chats really quick. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Cam, Cloak is pretty scary. Dude's got a demon dimension inside of him. Dude, this more than that, he's got a demon inside of him. Uh, if you've ever watched our Cloak and Dagger episode of Back Issues, which I know you didn't because nobody <laughs> watched that episode. Uh, I did. There's, thank you very much. Uh, Larry Stroman and the, and, and the gang give you the origins of the Dark Dimension, and it's more like it's a dimension that is like... If, if hell has levels, one of them is Cloak's dimension, and in it they keep a demon named the Predator. He looks nothing yep. like the cool Predator, and yeah. not the Predator from that terrible movie he was in. But <laughs> the Predator is this stupid demon who feeds on light energy, and mm-hmm. so he needs Dagger to feed him every so often, or else he'll like, Hit-choo! pardon me, take over. Yeah, I, I hey, I sneezed on stream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he'll, uh, I don't know what he'll do, but he's, he's, uh, he's a, he's a nice, he, he's a nightmare and a stupid character. And it was a great opportunity to kill him off and then just make it be like that, that, that cloak has to like, just be cloak and you don't have to do, yeah. you have to overcomplicate it. But yes, there is a literal demon inside of cloak and cloak in and of himself should be a scary character. Yeah. He can make you disappear and no one will ever find you again. And if you're in the dark dimension without cloak, or without dagger, rather, you will die. Like you will, yeah. your light energy will be drained from him, mostly because of the predator, because he feeds on it. I always thought that they really needed to like Marvel Maxify Cloak and Dagger. Like I always thought that there was a really solid, like super adult pitch for Cloak and Dagger, where it's like, yeah, we go after the guys who aren't quite super villains, but the people who need to disappear because they're that bad. That'd be awesome. Yeah, like a well, like a Cloak and Dagger, either like vigilantes or. Like shield agents, like there's like, or not even shield, like the CIA, like an actual government body who's like, screw shield. You want like, you want your criminal past to go away. You want like room and board. You want food and like a life work for us. We'll send you to like all kinds of different countries and you'll just, you'll just dump undesirables into, into your dark dimension. Is that what it is? It's just another dimension. Can they get out? No. Okay. Then yeah, you're, you're hired. We'll pay you whatever you want. Exactly. Um, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, it's a cool story. I think it's horrible and Machiavellian, but I think it's a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Cloak's scary. 
Yeah. Hey, uh, apropos scary Marvel characters, because we haven't mentioned enough of those, uh, who's a great Marvel character we didn't mention when we were talking about the Midnight Suns and other horror characters? Man-Thing. Mmm, all things burn that no fear. Uh, what's that thing again? All who uh, no fear will burn at the Man-Thing's touch. Yep. Or the touch of the Man-Thing. Um, Man-Thing, proto-Swamp Thing, who was also yes. scary, and we'll get to him later, but like... Yes, he is. Man-Thing's scary. He has no... F Swamp Thing's at least looks like a guy. Yeah, that he was human once upon a time. Man-Thing never looks like it was human. No, it's a horrible monster thing, and incidentally, anytime anybody wants to use Man-Thing... Unless it's Arl Stein and they turn him into a goddamn joke, a dad joke, uh, which, by the way, don't read the Arl Stein Man Thing series. It is a travesty. Um, but yeah, like, but if you ever don't rent the Lionsgate uh, Man Thing movie, <laughs> it is terrible. But it's a horror movie, and it's mostly about like this weird, stupid horror element but it's a horror movie they immediately went to horror because that's what man thing is a horror character yeah um, he has to be yeah he burns people who deserve to be burned he is a conduit through like to, to like another world like or to a yes, uh, you know to a to another dimension to a horrible like you know demonist dimension I, I get the feeling you're not keeping up with uh, Jim Zub's champions, but he actually used Man-Thing just recently to great effect. That's awesome. Good. Use him. He's this great force in the Marvel Universe that you could pull out. You could drop him. You could pull him out at the drop of a hat and offend nobody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no one's using him. It was, it was a great story because it's like, hey, all you kids, you're feeling a lot of emotions and a lot of fear right now. Oh, no, you summoned Man-Thing to you. <laughs> and, hey, Viv, remember how you said you were dead to emotions and how you dumped everything that happened to you during Tom King's vision run? Touch, now you remember it all. Oh, that's awesome. I'm the Man-Thing. Yeah, my powers work on robots, too, because even Synthoids, no fear. <laughs> my powers were on robots. Who knew? Yeah, he didn't know, and now they've all been sucked into Man-Thing's dimension. And Don't come to the Ever Everglades for never. any reason. No, never go there. Um, Tevius Smolka says, Marvel Zombies from Ultimate Fantastic Four. Yeah, the Marvel Zombies yeah. are a straight-up horror show. Literally. Yeah, they're so horrible that Disney won't let them write about them anymore. <laughs> hey, if you love horrible acts of cannibalism. Yeah, go no further than, Mar than the Marvel Zombies. But are they doing a new zombie thing? I think I remember reading in the solicitations. It's like none of the heroes you know, but they're like inventing a new hero for the Marvel Zombies universe. I'm sure. I mean, they they do that. They every every subsequent after Marvel Zombies two, which just kept going further and further and further. I mean, like I think Machine Man fights them in the regular universe and stuff. It's right. a whole thing. Hey, uh, speaking of zombies who are also superheroes, here's some shit nobody remembers from DCU era. Uh, Jimmy Palmiotti's GI Zombie. No, I do not remember GI Zombie. Oh, uh, G.I. Zombie. I think G.I. Zombie is actually a reference to like an old World War II DC character they did. But man, he was fun and interesting and funny. And it was like the X-Files where it's like he's a zombie and he cannot die. And he's been around since World War II. And they team him up with his own Agent Scully, a government agent. <laughs> together. And together they infiltrate like uh, in the first arc and only arc. It only lasted an arc. They infiltrate like a uh, homegrown terror cell of like guys making fertilizer bombs. Oh, nice. And like GI Zombies able to speak to them on their level, it's really solid. And they're uh, the, the the they're smoking man. They're like guy who's their handler and everything is a guy called Grave Digger. And Grave Digger literally was a World War II DC hero. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. So GI Zombie, you can probably get it for a penny. Joel that says it's cool. <laughs> there you go. Good good reference, by the way. You gotta like yeah. There there are a lot of like hidden gems in those long boxes, and you'll never know unless you try them out. 
Mm -hmm. I think those videos are gone now, but I spoke very highly of G.I. Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Will I am Golden, Black Hand, and Blue Devil? I guess. Black Hand more than Blue Devil. He's not scary. He's just a dope in a costume. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Terror of Death. For me, the scariest character is the Spectre because he's literally yeah. God's wrath incarnate. Yeah. Yes, he is. And he's also a ghost, and there's been more than one. Right, exactly. No, the Spectre is supposed to be scary. I mean, every incarnation of him. Remember that, like, that short animated feature about him that yes. was, like, that was attached to some, one of those DC movies? Yes. Um, great stuff. No, he's. Yes, it was. He has his roots in, like, horror comics, and, you know, like, I don't even know if he need, even needs to be God's Wrath. I like the idea that he, like, thinks he's God's Wrath. Just this, like, mm. omnipotent being that, like, is only in check because he thinks that he's doing the will of God himself. Yeah. Um, that's a really cool concept. Plus it's like he's tied to a to a noir beat cop and mm -hmm. you know it's just he the specter can be and oftentimes is really really cool and could definitely lend himself to a great horror series. Most definitely. Uh Specter scary. Is Phantom Stranger scary? No. He's mysterious. He's mysterious. But he's not yeah, like scary. he's he's as scary as the question, and and I guess the question would be scary if you don't like vigilantes who 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 like chase after conspiracy theories. But if that's the case, then I guess Batman's I, I, scary I, too. Like I, I don't know, man. Have you seen conspiracy theorists in 2018? They scare the fucking shit out of me. That's fair. I mean, like definitely following following uh, you know the breadcrumbs, you know, leads to a life of like <laughs> of. of of confusion and 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 you know the, the rest of us kind of go like eh, what are you doing but which, yes which again makes me wonder in this day and age you mean to tell me no one has a pitch for the question i know i'm shocked black label motherfucker i have to assume he's that he's just like it's a it's because he's a charlton character and there's some kind of weird problem like because right. dc keeps like dc was like we're an interconnected universe we're totally fine they were fine for like 60 years and then out of nowhere all of a sudden everything they have just doesn't fucking work anymore well, I, I told you my pitch. I don't think they'll do it now, but when Doomsday Clock is done, I thought they should reconvene the Minutemen as a DC team, but make it Black Canary and The Question and Blue Beetle all together on one team. I think it's a fantastic idea. They'll um, never do it, but... No. No, they won't. Uh, Grievous Shish. Gotta throw in Man-Thing. Dude literally has to be scary for him to be effective. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. This thing is basically... And for Man-Thing, I guess we can talk about Swamp Thing. Yeah, Swamp Thing. He is scary. Mm. And his world is scary. Anton right. Arcane and like everything, like his best stories and his best eras are all horror stories. It's true. No, he is he he is the like best link to like Lovecraftian type mm -hmm. DC universe Vertigo type stories. Um, yep. The er, you got to go back further. Like usually they the green thing and the, you know him being in the DC universe, he's a lot more like friendly and he's a lot more relatable I'm a superhero uh you know the day that they d established he wasn't actually alec holland is like that like opened up things big time for for swamp thing in um, a big way yeah. yeah and made it really cool and made him a much more potentially like frightening character and even now in justice league dark they're showing to remind us how powerful he is that he can grow to kaiju size when he wants yeah which is cool you know um mm. Uh, what do you think of the Upside Down Man, the new horror character that James Tynan invented? He is awesome. That is a great idea. Uh, yeah, check out our episode of Off the Rack uh, to catch Tiffany talking more about that. Um, is she excited for Witching Hour? I think so. Yeah, definitely. She recommended it in our in our, in our our buy section of the show. Nice. I'm happy because I get to read Wonder Woman again. I stopped for so long. She's super cool. They made some, they made some cool ideas with her. 
it's a good time to hop back in too because uh, G. Will Wilson is going to be taking over the book after Witching Hour. Great idea. Uh, the Jackal Sackle. What do you think of the Shadow King? Shadow King's a villain, so he's not going to be really like referenced in this episode, but like can be scary. I've never known him outside of like two stories, like to be relevant in any way. I mean, he can fuck with your mind. He can manipulate you. He looks like a monster. Yeah, I mean, like, yes, in every respect, he is like a scary character, but I don't really find him interesting in any way. It, it, except for when the Shadow King is also Aubrey Plaza, in which case I feel complicated emotions. In I that know. Case. No, that's the best <laughs> use of that character in 20 years. It really fucking is. Like, I couldn't believe it when that was the twist. Yeah. Uh, Tristan Levesque, uh, Kiss Psycho Circus's elders are kind of scary. Yeah, I guess that's true. Mm. I don't really, I don't really, I'm not a Kiss fan. I like Kiss, kind of. Uh, <laughs> Will I am Golden Do Solomon Grundy, does Solomon Grundy count as scary? Yeah, he's a zombie. He's a, he's a zombie. I don't know if I would call him scary because he's, you know, most of the time he's shown to be pretty dumb muscle. Yes, I don't find him scary. Uh, thank the Super Friends for making him dumb, like really yeah. dumb. But uh, even when he's a, a, a formidable threat, you know he's got his he's got a silly ass rhyme. Uh, he's 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 slow moving. You know he is. If you find like slow moving, dim witted, easily dupable zombies scary, I suppose he could be terrifying. He's plus supposed you got to be episodes, scary. Yeah. Plus you got episodes like Justice League two and his relationship oh. with Hawk, a woman that sympathize him and actually make you feel sad for him. Yes. Uh. Yeah. The more they humanize Solomon Grundy, the way less scary he gets. But if you were to bump into him in a graveyard or in a dark alley or something, mm. he'd be terrifying. Yeah. Uh, Terror of death. Also, I'm going to add Doctor Fate for the psychological aspect. Yeah, he's scary because he's also like all, always a bad guy. <laughs> Yeah, again, you know, I'm all about order, but sometimes that pendulum can swing back the other way. Exactly. Uh, getting into other superheroes who are scary, um, you know who's really scary because of how, like, real he is, but also he counts because he's also a vampire? Preacher's Cassidy. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good one. I was, I was hesitant to use him because, spoilers for Preacher, he's not really a hero. No. Um... <laughs> But he's painted as one, so I guess he kind of counts. But, like, by the way, I'm still calling this. One day, Cassidy will be a member of the Suicide Squad. Mm. Or at the very least, Jesse Custer will. Uh, mm. And he's like, he's got a remnant of the of the word left. But They've referenced them. They've referenced the Saint of Killers. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I think he's, he's scary because he represents, like, how, like, how good people can, can turn bad and how, like, you know how how effective liars are he's yeah. just he's scary because like people are scary <laughs> yes very much so he represents some of the worst in humanity exactly do you find raven of the titans scary i think she can be when she gets all trigoned out and she gets four eyes and the horns and everything and loses control that's scary totally i think she thinks she's scarier than she is uh, particularly the Marv Wolfman era, I never found her scary. I didn't think mm. she was spooky in any way. I think she could be played to be spooky and scary, but like, I don't think they've ever really done it well without her being like also a victim. Mm. Also, too, I mean, if you have a thing for goth girls, she's just not spooky at all. You're just right into it all yeah, the she's time. Just hot. <laughs> mm. Yeah, crazy horns, four eyes. I'm into it. Yeah, uh, Tales from Island Z was Malice scarier than a than Logan than a Logan that has lost it. Which which malice are we talking about? I don't know. Um, and you know, 
Is Logan scary? I guess. Yeah, Wolverine can be scary. I'm sure if you heard him like screaming his head off and brandishing knives that came out of his forearms mm. and just slashing I, I mean, everything up indiscriminately, it'd be terrifying. I, I mean, on that note, I mean, the Punisher is scary in his own time just for the levels of brutality that he's willing to go to. I mean, he might as well be a slasher villain for criminals. That's totally true. No, the Punisher's definitely, he should be scary. I mean, like, He's as scary as the boondock saints are when at the end of that movie, when they're like interviewing regular people and they're like, this is terrifying. What are you talking about? I don't, I don't know these guys. <laughs> like, yeah, they'll kill me. Um, mm. You know, who else is scary in the Marvel universe? That is like another character, like, uh, um, like Wolverine who like Captain America's clasped on the shoulder and smiled in front of the cameras for the Hulk is terrifying. Yes, he is a monster, and now more than ever in Immortal Hulk, where he's basically a goddamn werewolf, he's Hulk by night. Exactly. No, the Hulk is, like, I mean, he's Jekyll and Hyde. He is a deliberate and uh, obvious monster character. Mm -hmm. And uh, depending on what city you were in when he was smashing, he might be, like, the worst thing in the world. I'm so Absolutely. disappointed, this is just an editorializing for me, that they never did anything with... Uh, in The Incredible Hulk, which is technically canon in the MCU, uh, Hulk smashes up Harlem. Yes. Then they make a show that in references Harlem. only one movie, and it's, the, and it's the Avengers, and that movie references The Incredible Hulk and Hulk breaking Harlem. Yep. And they never do anything, there's no, like, like... I don't know. You know how New York is all like sunshine and rainbows after they win at the end of yeah. the Avengers? I'd love it if Harlem's like, no. Yeah. One of your members guy. broke my street and no one came to fix it. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that would have been really nice. Again, it's not like you have a whole Netflix series based in Harlem where people could voice that. Right. Two whole seasons of a show about a character who is the hero of Harlem, who is also strong. Like, you should have, there should be things like Hulk versus Luke Cage, like kids playing like those those things in the streets. There should be like, remember the Hulk banners all over the goddamn yeah. place. There should be like anti-Hulk graffiti. There should be like an anti-Hulk fund. There should be a deep resentment of the Avengers. Like, the, uh, the, the villains should have used the hatred of the Hulk to try and uh, push their thing, where it's like, oh, you can't trust those white uptown heroes. Yeah, that was like the first idea I had when I heard Luke Cage being a show. I am, I'm shocked to my very core that they never did mm. anything about it. Why even do? Why even reference it if you're not going to do anything about? It? Like you have it take place in Harlem, you reference mm. it in the Avengers, then you do a show about Harlem and you don't square that circle. Yeah. Unfathomable. Man, season two of Luke Cage is so good, though. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched uh, anything. Bushmaster is excellent. He is, like, right up there with the new, like, great Netflix Marvel villains in general. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Which I never thought I would say, yo, man, Bushmaster's amazing. I know, right? Uh, the Terror of Death, Morbius, a.k.a. the Sandman. Morpheus, my friend. Uh, Morbius yeah. is a living vampire. Morpheus is the Sandman. And yeah, we mentioned him. He's really scary. Uh, he should be scary. He's terrifying. You read that first volume of Sandman, everything about that is, is a horror show. It is. Actually, hey, uh, getting off the back of that, too, Dr. Destiny. Hey, Dr. Destiny. Good call. He's deliberately scary. Yeah. All about nightmares and messing with you and everything. As, as a supervillain, maybe not so great, but in the Sandman, they really up his scary factor to 11. Oh, he's nothing but scary. I mean, he is a supervillain, but yes, he's, he's it's the scariest part of the whole book. Um, yeah. Other superheroes that are scary, uh, Ragman. Yes, that's a pretty good pick. His whole his his horrifying homeless person costume is made of the souls of people who are damned. 
That's yep. really cool and freaky. I don't more people do more with Ragman. He had a mini series. I don't think I ever finished it. <laughs> Tiffany didn't either. She picked up the first two issues and was like, this, this is not fun. Um, That's unfortunate. I will say also some versions of Ragman, particularly the ones we've covered on our channel, uh, have um, ties to New Orleans, to New Orleans, which mm. uh, has its own like voodoo and like other like horror culture, and it's kind of like mm. or at least like supernatural culture, I should say. Yeah, and gotcha uh, and gotcha so it lends voodoo. itself to horror elements, which is super cool. Hey, uh, Blade, maybe not scary himself, but he definitely deals with horror and the occult, and Jude fights vampires, and vampires are scary. Totally. No, he is a straight-up horror character. He fights vampires, he teams up with, with werewolves, uh, and his whole exist. he is a vampire? Yeah, no, absolutely. Every Blade book should be a cool horror book. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing with that character. It's such a wasted opportunity. They had a plan. They were going to introduce his daughter. That was going to be the big thing. Tim Seeley was going to write it. I then know. he couldn't write it anymore. And now they seem to have just scuttled everything Blade related. Nope. They just chucked it, which is a complete disappointment there. Sure is. And hey, talking to Monster Hunters, uh, Elsa Bloodstone. There's another one. Elsa Bloodstone is scary because she's such a hard ass. Like, she's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And you, fights monsters. Yeah. You cross her. She She's going to mess up your day. Um... By the way, uh, Blade is also the first Marvel movie that actually yes. succeeded, and yes. it's a horror movie. Sure is. Straight up. Uh, Jam Call X, Age of Apocalypse Nightcrawler is vicious. Yeah, he is. Good call. Every Age of Apocalypse version of the superheroes are, at, at, if they're not like monsters, they're also extreme. <laughs> yeah, so extreme, as was the style at the time. That's true. Uh, five bucks from a message retracted. We do appreciate it. Terror of Death. Also, Tevia Smoker keeps asking about Animal Man. Good call. Animal Man is not scary. Animal Man is a family man. He's a happy guy. In the Jeff Lemire run, they pushed it into more of a horror direction when they were pushing him and Swamp Thing simultaneously. There was a lot of the fly-esque body horror in the new 52 Animal Man. Oh, okay. Well, that's too bad because that's not who the Animal Man is. Pardon? I enjoyed it for what it was. Again, hey, that was the thing that gave us Jeff Lemire. That was his uh, first big thing. That's a good point. That's a good point. Right. Jeff Lemire, who loves horror, too, and infuses a lot of his work with it. Yeah. Uh, Preston Bryant, is Cloak scary at all? Yes, he is. Scroll back and find our conversation about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Will I Am Golden, I Vampire. What do you think yeah. about I Vampire? I haven't read enough to talk about it intelligently. I've read a little of it, and what I've read seems interesting. And I know they keep trying really hard to integrate the I Vampire stuff into the rest of the DC universe. Really? Like, yeah, they do. Like, d during Dark Knight's Metal, when they were talking, like, the secret order of immortals, one of the people they mention is from I, Vampire. It's, like, the main one from that. That's weird. Okay. I mean, but, but again, again. that's Snyder who wrote that, and Snyder also wrote I, Vampire. So that might oh, have right. literally just been for him. Yeah, it's not really, like, I, Vampire does not appeal to me, so I never really read too much of it. So I was I defer to Joel. But, yeah, the, the, well, it was, it's, not, it's not our kind of book. It's, it's fun, Vampires. I think I read the first arc. It took place... In the Wild West, maybe I'm mixing it up with another vampire series because there's I Vampire, and then there's another thing mm. that is also Snyder and also vampires. But I could oh, be American wrong. Vampire. Oh, okay, okay, it was American Vampire. I read that was yeah, the one. American Vampire is great. <laughs> okay, that I've read. Then okay, so it was Amer I was the totally different vampires. Different series. vampires. Uh, you know who else is a great spooky superhero? That uh, I. My buddy has a has a um, a ritual where he watches their this movie every All Hallows Eve, not Halloween, the day before Halloween. 
And it's oh, the crow. I, I know what you're gonna say. Yes, Eric Draven, the yeah. crow. The crow is a great horror uh, book. It's a great mm-hmm. spooky superhero. Great and, costume. And it's a great costume, and it's straight out of an era that is never coming back. Yeah, uh, great soundtrack. Again, great takes soundtrack. place on Halloween or Devil's Night the night Devil's before. Night. Yes, exactly. You need to, if you haven't seen The Crow, uh, try to watch it unironically. It's a, it's a fun, pretty well put together movie, and it has its own horror elements to it as well. Um, of course, the loss of Brandon Lee during that movie. Yeah. You know, like, there's some cool, like, spooky horror shit. Like, it's a great Halloween-type movie, but um, also just a, a really solid gothic comic book. Mm-hmm. That, oh, yeah. uh, at the very least, read the first volume, because it's definitely it's, it's up there. Um, thank you for reminding me, because I'm rounding up all the movies I gotta watch this Halloween, and thank you for reminding me of that one. That one's getting added to the list now. Yes, there you go. Uh, and uh, rounding out the end of my list, and I'm just gonna defer to you unless you have any more. Um, this spooky superhero it was never a superhero, but he certainly was spooky, and everyone bought his book, Spawn. Yeah, powers from the devil from hell itself. Again, it's funny. There's a real trend here that, like, all these spooky super... I guess any super spooky superhero could also be, like, a goth kid's, like, avatar. Or at least sure. awesome well, for tattoo. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Spawn, it, I mean, you know, he's got the tragic origin that is also tied to horror. He makes a deal with the yep. devil. He's got a cool costume that also makes him, like gothic and 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 spooky he's got those chains he's got skulls hangs out on churches he hangs he hangs on church steeples uh underneath the mask he's just basically a giant corpse uh yep. all of his villains are all demon based or at the very least angelic or jude or really the violator really, yeah, the violator the vindicator the you know there's all kinds of different characters uh redeemer who's like a who's from heaven it's Mm-hmm. whole mess but yeah very very giant spooky. gorillas cyborg men yeah it's fun it's it the man spawns so dumb <laughs> yeah he is but we love him so much exactly uh let's see uh the terror of death but aren't there like 10 different versions of the crow yeah but like if you read the first one it's really good and like that's all you need because literally every sequel to the crow is just trying to remake the first one but not as good yeah well and like of course the the crow is a phenomenon it's an idea that like you're like the crow identity is not beholden to one person and yeah. it should work, but it never does. It really, it really never does. Same, same for Highlander. I would say too. every subsequent Highlander movie was just trying to remake the first one, but not as good. I, I remember really liking uh, Endgame because it finally linked the movie and the show. And then oh, I saw yeah. it maybe five years ago. I'm like, this sucks. This is like, Boy, a, does this is like a two part episode. This is horrible. Yep, I remember it bugged me because all the trailers for Endgame was just footage that they shot and lied about. Yeah, totally. Uh, Eric Brogan, Mephisto, or Blackheart, those are villains. Uh, So they're not in the conversation, but good call. Marvel has a lot of devils, don't they? Yeah, Marvel really likes to go into the... the, And it's funny because none of them are the true devil. Like, they always go like, oh, Mephisto is like, he's he's a demon kind of character, but he's not the devil. You know, know, I think that's an episode in of itself just talking about the devil in fiction. Ooh, I like that. Uh, Cozen, uh, this is a great question for Joel. Is Jonah Hex a spooky superhero? If anything, his face is spooky. During the Vertigo stuff, they certainly made him more spooky, scary, Wild Westy Constantine, but by and large, I would say no. Yeah. 
He's, uh, yeah, no, the Saint of Killers is, is scary, but again, not a hero. But, like, that's who I would think of. You know, Jonah Hex is more just like a douche. He's just he's just a guy. He did have some paranormal years there, the Vertigo years. But yeah. then he had some post-apocalyptic years, too, when he became Mad Max in the future in just X. Oh, there you go. Hex? That was the idea? That was the thing. Yeah, that was his 2099. That's why whenever someone says, you know, oh, you're a time traveler, huh? How do you know? I've lived an interest in life. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Heartless Fang, could Batman be considered scary? I think he would like you to think so. Mm, he is vengeance. He is the knight. He is Batman. He, he's like, Batman should be scary. Th- that's a whole conversation in of himself about, like, where Batman has gone as a character. Mm-hmm. I Like, every time you reboot DC, you have the opportunity, and I remember, like, when they rebooted, I don't remember it, but I remember reading the books about it, but, like, every time, when they, when they rebooted for Christ's Infinite Earths, and they were like, okay, this is it. This is Earth Prime or whatever. And they were like, okay, so Batman's going to go back to being like an urban myth. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't necessarily even know there is a Batman. But the second you put him on the Justice League yeah, and that goes stand up next to the president, it's kind of a problem. We it, can't he, not have him on the Justice League, though. We got to sell these books. I know. But, like, that's why you make him a reservist or something. But, like, mm-hmm. or, you know, he's like the Oracle of the Justice League. I don't know. It's just kind of like... Batman with the spotlight on him removes any any fear you might. Can you imagine being like a purse purse snatcher and Batman's oh, like, yeah. "I'm here and I'm gonna kick your ass," and you being like, "He looked really good on 60 Minutes the other day." Like, <laughs> I saw you on TV when you stopped that alien invasion. Right, my brother has a poster of you in his room. <laughs> stop, stop looking at Batman like that. Yeah, like, is he scary? He should be, mm. but he's not. Heck, I would think pound for pound, too. I would argue Batwoman is scarier because she's actually had more paranormal occult stories. Totally. And she's, like, not on any team, and she doesn't want to make friends, and she doesn't pal around with Superman. Like, there's, she's never once put her hands on her hips and stood in front of a billowing American flag. (laughs) She's got the otherworldly white skin, too. She basically looks like a vampire, even though she isn't. Yeah. Uh, Terror of Death suggests to Joel that you should watch a uh, uh, Into the Mouth of uh, the Mouth of Madness, one of the last good John Carpenter movies. Mm, I probably like that. Yeah, it's part of his like uh, his End of the World trilogy. It's like the Thing, Prince of Darkness, and the Mount and In the Mouth of Madness. All good ones. Uh, Prince of Darkness, man, I, I remember that movie scared the hell out of me as a kid. Mm-hmm. I made everybody from Comic Pop sit with me last Halloween and watch it. <laughs> Uh, it is decidedly not scary. It is, in no. fact, totally lame. <laughs> uh, I don't know what my problem was back then, but I was certainly horrified by it when it, when I was watching it. It is funny, the movies that scare. I remember I saw the original The Ring in theaters when it came out. I'm like, man, that shit was scary. Yeah. And then, and then I revisit. Now I'm like, this movie's fucking PG-13. What the hell was I on? I remember seeing it on, well, my, my uh, well, Tiffany loves it, but like, uh, I remember watching me like this isn't this isn't so much scary anymore as it is like kind of like meandering and funny little bit. And like, I think, too, that that was like one of the first American horror movies to be like, yes, let's let's take from the plate of Japanese horror and let this make it ours. Now, now everyone does it right. Uh, it, you know what? The, the original ring is pretty solid. Like it's atmospheric. Oh. The horse <laughs> scene is really scary and bizarre. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a, it, like it holds up. I, I'd say oh, yeah. it holds up. Oh, it's a fun movie. I was just saying, as far as, like, frights go, it's like, man, you know, this really messed me up. I remember I was, like, looking around corners after I saw it in the theaters. That's fair. Yeah. No, it's true. Stephen uh, Fothery, have you talked about Shadow Pact or DC Enchantress? 
Is Enchantress a superhero? I don't think so. She's on the Suicide Squad. She's in the Damned book. I mean, I honestly don't think of Enchantress that much at all. No. And when and it I comes... No, go any chance of her being scary was murdered in Suicide Squad when she was popping and locking. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I think Shadow Pact is a team. Yeah. As much as... So I guess Enchantress being on that team, that makes sense. Blue Devil's also on that team. Um, right. But I don't consider either of those people scary. Um, Enchantress could have been scary. And I think Ayer had a good idea, but mm. it didn't go anywhere. No. Uh, and Sam Anderson, don't you find characters that are made more scary when put outside continuity or in a different imprint? I find <laughs> that the... Well, go ahead. No, I was done. Oh, I was going to say, I think that like the different imprint or the outside continuity thing allows the author and the creators to do more and be like push the envelope a lot better and be genuinely scary because they're not trying to write or create for a mass audience. So like... It will. It usually leans towards that, but I say that like anyone who says that I can't write good horror in continuity or in a, a, a consistent universe isn't trying hard enough. Yeah. You know, like you know, your editor is definitely you, you live and die by the editor. And if the editor is like a pain in the ass, or if like and not in a good way, then you're not going to get like the best kind of story you can. But at the same time, like working within constraints is probably where great things flourish. Hopefully. So, True. you know, uh, I find there are more scary things that in comics that are that have their own imprint. Um, but, you know, that that's only because the those imprints usually specialize in them or something like that. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, like Harrow County or you know, yeah. things like that. Indie books definitely specialize in that a bit. Um, certainly much, much, much better. Um, but that's their wheelhouse, you know. Um, so, yeah, that wraps up this episode of Spooky Superheroes here on the Elseworlds Exchange. In the comments down below, let us know who your favorite spooky superhero is and why. Mm. We'd like to know more about that. Um, Most definitely. But we will see you guys next week with another spooktacular episode in this month of scares, month of frights. I don't know. It. We'll work on we'll it. Take, we'll take any suggestions and see if it works, but uh, we need a name for this for this initiative i'm trying it out we'll see how it goes we might do a Spook. holiday thing in the in in, yeah. uh, in the winter we'll see i don't know i like that spooktober fest yeah <laughs> uh i also um yeah no that's it all right well thanks a lot for watching everybody and we'll see you guys next time with another episode of the elseworlds exchange i'm sal and i'm joel so long everybody